Hey, football head. It is your commissioner, Tim Dowling. Here we are. Championship week. We've made it. It is just uh, me, myself, and I tonight as a shout out to Mr. Secretary, our good friend and co-host Morgan Chun. Um, Birth of his twin boys recently with his wife. Uh, And so really congratulations to them. They're taking some time to spend it with their newborn twin sons. It's going to be awesome for them. Really, uh, just congratulations, Morgan. Been loving you having you on the pod. I think you add a lot of entertainment value and some really fun facts here and there in between some really bad predictions. Either way, love uh, spending time with you on the pod here. So happy for you. Miss you. Um, Thanks for for being a part of it this year. And I hope that we can get you back on in the offseason. Um, the other people I want to recognize and thank, obviously, Alex and Max for being a part of this this year. Thank you um, to Max for, specifically for doing the editing and adding in some of the uh, the sound effects and the music and the intro and stuff and getting it uploaded out there weekly. Um, shout out to Alex for, for popping on and doing our social media as well. Um, and also thanks to all the guests. Uh, we had Matt on here. We had Colin on here. We had Ron on here. Um, would love to get more participation. We had Blaine earlier in the season as well. Um, so would love more guests. Um, I'm going to do a little better job of reaching out and trying to get people, whether or not they're in our league or not, or just fantasy football folks, because that's the last person I want to thank. I want to thank you, the listener. Um, this has definitely been the best season we've had as far as downloads go. We're seeing our um, increase weekly here. You know, it's really a, a podcast that just started out really geared toward 12 guys in one fantasy league. And we want to reach that out because, you know, obviously there's thousands of fantasy football leagues out there. And um, obviously we think ours is pretty special, but we wanted to share that um, and sharing the joy of fantasy football with everyone out there. So Hopefully uh, those of you who are not in our league but still listen to the podcast get some tips, some tricks, some trash talk out of it um, and help you in your league and and maybe inspire a league to to get a little bit crazier with it, a little bit more dedicated. (laughs) If not, I hope you just enjoy for your own entertainment. Um, So, yeah, thanks for for tuning in. And that uh, leaves us with Championship Week. It's going to be a shorter episode because it's just me here talking to myself like a madman. But everyone knows the commissioner loves to hear his own voice. And what else does the commissioner love? He loves being right. That's right. And who? What? what's the validation for being right about fantasy football? You fucking win the league. And I'm right there on the doorstep. Myself, I'm back in the championship week, championship game. It's been six years since I've been in, in the championship, eight years since I won it, my only title. And I'm playing against the rogue scrapper, Mr. Vice Commissioner Alex McCauley. He is the defending champ who's won it four times, the one seed versus the two seed. So we're going to get in to the weekly preview here. And uh, what's my advice to those who are in the championship? Same advice I had last week when you're in the playoffs. Stick with your studs. Don't overthink it, but also do not be afraid to take some chances and stream either a quarterback if 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 we know that Jalen Hurts has been hurt, we know Tua Tagovailoa is hurt, and those happen to be the starting quarterbacks in this matchup. But quarterbacks are a deep position. Don't be afraid to to stream one who's got a good matchup. Also, don't be afraid to stream your defense. Um, 
that's what got me in here. I streamed the Rams defense last year or last week, and it literally got me in the championship. So this week I'm running with the Chiefs defense because I knew they are playing Denver this week again. So if the Chiefs are available in your league, they very well could be. Take a look at defense. Pick them up. Take a look at quarterback. You might want to to look at someone with a juicier matchup. Other than that, you're in the championship. You should just be happy. You're probably getting your money back or more. Enjoy it. Relax. Second place is great. It's a crapshoot. There's so much luck involved uh, in fantasy football. Obviously, you have some some knowledge and you know there's skill as well. But there's also a lot of luck. And so if you're you're happy enough to get here, then that's it. That's a good year for you if you're in the ship. Um, so let's take a look at the weekly preview for the championship. I also need to breathe. You know, I'm used to, I'm not used to talking straight like this. I'm going to get some, I'm going to drink my wine. Uh, I'm going to shout out the chatter network. Take a, take a look at chat, the chatter You can find Hey Football Ed and all these other podcasts. Okay. The lineups for the championship here. 122 and a half points projected for myself, the commissioners, only 107 projected total for Scrappa. Quite a discrepancy, but we know can't cannot trust these projections. Let's take a look at who the Scrappa is rolling out there. Because Jalen Hurts is still hurt, doesn't look like he's likely to play, he's questionable. You might want to look elsewhere. He has not been practicing was another non-participant at Wednesday's walkthrough. So that's not good. They also are playing New Orleans. New Orleans probably play them tough. I know New Orleans hasn't been as great this year, but they're still, they're not a bad team. So if you have Jalen Hurts, definitely want to do what Alex is doing and look elsewhere for a stream. Last week, he went with Sam Darnold. This week, he's going with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's playing Vegas Raiders. I'm not sure why exactly he's going with Brock Purdy. He, you know, Purdy's relatively still unproven, but if he can just get 15, 16, even 20 points, that's awesome. That's all you need from your from your quarterback position. Um, so Brock Purdy's out there at quarterback. He's got Alvin Kamara against Philly. That's a tough matchup for the Saints because Philly's defense has been pretty good. Kamara's been questionable, didn't practice on Wednesday due to personal reasons and a quad injury. Can probably expect him to play, however. So Kamara's out there, but tough matchup at Philadelphia. He's got Leonard Fournette with a better matchup, but Carolina's vowing for a playoff spot, so it's a competitive game. Tampa Bay uh, versus Carolina. But Leonard Fournette's been decent. He certainly had a great game last week with nine catches for 90 yards. Got him 20 total fantasy points on 20 carries as well. So he looks to have reasserted himself as the top dog in that Tampa Bay backfield. Um, so Fournette is looking like right now the best, the the biggest threat on the Scrappers lineup. He's rolling out with Michael Pittman Jr., who is drafted dub R number one. Um, you know, the Colts obviously have not been what a lot of people predicted. Um, the Giants, that's a softer matchup for Michael Pittman. He could easily get volume, easily just get his catches 15, throw a touchdown in there. That that could be a game. DJ Moore, I'd mentioned Carolina, Tampa Bay. That's going to be a tough matchup. Divisional rival, very competitive for the division. DJ Moore has been very hot hit or miss. Um, however, he has a good rapport with Sam Darnold, and we're starting to see that these last couple of weeks. Um, seven targets, six targets, five catches each, a touchdown in the last two weeks. 
Um, I think DJ Moore at the dub R2 spot is definitely a upgrade for Alex over his Steelers that he was trying to roll out there. So DJ Moore, a former commissioner, someone that I drafted, hurts to see him over there uh, against me. But Tampa Bay's got a good defense. So we'll see. Still plenty of volume uh, at the wide receiver spots. Probably the strongest wide receivers Alex has had out there all year. In the tight end spot, he's got Cole Komet. Uh, Chicago's playing Detroit, another tough, uh, heated divisional matchup here with two teams that are still, you know, fighting. Um, I don't know, actually, if Chicago is. Um, you know, Justin Fields had his little streak there um, about a month ago where he was looking like a, a league winner. Then he got hurt, and that is how Cole Komet kind of follows. He's an average tight end. Um, it really depends on Fields. You know, Detroit has a super soft defense as well. So that's not that's not the worst defense either, but um, we'll see. Just doesn't get as much volume as as a kind of premier tight ends that you would want. But I could be wrong. I mean, it's it's looking better already as I'm talking through it compared to how I'm expecting versus the projections. In the flex, the number two running back in the league, Josh Jacobs. He's got Josh Jacobs in the flex. He's healthy. I heard Derek Carr was being benched. However, the Raiders are playing San Francisco. San Francisco is playing, you know, they're a really good defense. So Josh Jacobs could get shut down. They really don't, you know, especially with a with a shitty quarterback, they could get behind, could totally take Josh Jacobs out of the game, and they have to throw a lot. Um, that's kind of what happened last week. He only had 15 carries for 44 yards, but Josh Jacobs is his best player. Um, but he has his toughest matchup this week. So that's one I'll be watching. Then, of course, he's going with uh, Olaquan in the IDP. He's got the Eagles defense he's stuck with all year against uh, the Saints. Daniel Carlson, uh, the Raiders kicker. So, you know, as I look at the projection 107, and I think about Brock Purdy, and I look at and I just was thinking about Alex's wide receivers just off the cusp on paper. I haven't been that impressed with it on just face value alone, but as I'm going through them, I'm looking through these matchups. It's really not bad. He's certainly going to outperform the projections. And is what I would think. Now my team, um, they're probably gassing me up too much. 122 and a half projected. I got all the check marks. I'm rolling out Daniel Jones this week rather than Tua Tagalavoa. Daniel Jones has a pretty good matchup uh, with Indy, Indianapolis coming into town. So I like that. Um, I like that a little bit more than Brock Purdy. Daniel Jones has a, a higher floor, um, a little bit more data to go with. Um, so we'll see. Austin Eckler against the Rams. Um, the Rams are playing good right now. Um, Eckler, um, this, I'm a little bit worried because he is questionable. He didn't practice on Wednesday. And also the Chargers just locked up a playoff spot last week. So there's a lot less incentive, especially if he's hurt or, or injured for some reason and with the questionable tag and they're limiting his practices. Why would they, they're not going to, they may save him in the game. So that would really be unfortunate if that were the case, but I got to, got to hold on that. He'll at least do enough, even with some lesser value um, against the Rams defense to, to at least give me 10 or 15 points. Uh, and then again, in my RB2 spot, I got a questionable mile tag. Miles Sanders um, playing the New Orleans Saints. I kind of expected Sanders to actually have a bump 
Um, he did have a bump in volume last week, 21 carries against Dallas, but a lot less efficiency because they can just hone in on miles. I suppose he only averaged uh, three yards a carry. Uh, that's his lowest, one of his lowest all year um, with 5.6 points. That's not good. So Miles Sanders, uh, pretty shitty the last two weeks, 5.6 points uh, last week and 1.4 the week before. That's a little shaky as well. <laughs> okay. It's not good. Uh, we'll keep going. Then I got Tyreek Hill. Uh, but then they're playing at New England and they're playing uh, who? Jacoby Brissett is the, is the quarterback or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I get those guys mixed up for some reason. But, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's he's quarterback proof. He's matchup proof. He should be fine. But at New England, that's tough. New England's really good defense. Uh, and then some more cold weather without Tua. That's not good either. God damn it. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown against Chicago. This is a strong matchup. I need Amon Ross St. Brown to have like a 30-point game, 20-point game. He's got to get in the end zone once or twice. He's got plenty of volume. I do like this matchup against Chicago at home. That's a good deal. Then I'm rocking the double tight end lineup again, just like I did last week. I got Hawkinson at Green Bay. Hawkinson coming off a 29-point performance last week. Um, You know, they like him in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins got him as a safety net. They're using him. They're getting him screens. So if you have a tight end that has that much volume, he is elite immediately. I think he has jumped into the tight end number two position. Thank you, Max, for trading him to me. So I definitely have the check mark over uh, Alex. I think TJ Hawkinson much much better than Cole Komet option there. Um, but you never know. Then in the flex, I am running with Evan Ingram, another tight end, but another high volume tight end who's been on fire the last few weeks. Um, the last four weeks, he's had double digit points. He had fourteen the week before, and then we know he had the thirty three point monster against Tennessee in week fourteen. So I'm going to I'm going to roll him out as well. I'm going to stick with him because Houston's not a very good team. Um, I think they've got rapport there. I'm sticking there. Uh, Derwin James had a huge week last week, but he's in concussion protocol. Again, not good. I might have to look somewhere else for an IDP. I mentioned I'm playing the Chiefs against Denver. That's that's as good as it gets. And then I did pick up Ryan Suckup, Tampa Bay, um, to get some points rather than roll out Nick Folk, who fucking missed two extra points in the semifinals for minus two points. Somehow still won. So that's our lineups. Obviously, I think I was feeling a lot more confident actually before I did this fucking lineup rundown. Kind of wish I had ignorance as blitz because uh, Alex actually, I think, does have better matchups than I thought that I did. Um, Certainly is healthier. You know, Eckler and Sanders, my two running backs. There's not good incentive to get Eckler involved this week. I have Tyler Lockett on my bench, but he's playing the Jets and he's coming off a broken finger. Luckily, I do have Joshua Kelly or Kenneth Gainwell just in case Eckler or Sanders don't go for some reason. But I'm pretty sure this is what I'll be running out there, Um, with the exception of maybe Derwin James most likely not playing. So, yeah, this is a total trap. These projections, total trap. Um Obviously, I would love to beat Alex uh, since he beat me in the championship and he's already won four and I love parody and I'm going to pick me and that's pray, pray, pray for me. All you commissioners out there. This is this is for us. This is for all the commissioners of every league. Okay, I'm doing it for you. Okay, we're going to take a little break here. 
Welcome to Redux, a podcast about music by a music lover for music lovers. I'm Van Berryman, math teacher by trade, podcaster by hobby, former radio host and production coordinator, and avid music lover. Step into Redux for deep looks into album reviews with a concise but thorough comparison of an artist's first album to their most recent and their journey to get there. Plus, top 10 lists, best ofs, and other musical inputs to get you through the day. If you like what you hear, drop a follow on Instagram at Redux Podcast and feel free to let me know there what reviews you want to hear. Come along on this journey with me, sit back, and enjoy the ride. And we're back. And the other game we're going to preview. Did I wait? Did I say Tyler Lockett before? Oh, what's that? Hawk Talk. Okay, Seahawks. They uh, lose to the Chiefs on Christmas. I don't think anyone expected us to win that game, but things that were positive about the Seahawks is I thought their defense played better. Um, You know, we're still struggling, I think, without Lockett there. I thought that Marquise Goodwin would would fulfill pretty nicely, but he got zero points. I don't think he had a single catch. so that wasn't great by the offense. I thought the defense did better, but yeah, I mean, is this the playoff team? I don't really think so. You know, I thought it would be just like last year and that's kind of what we're getting. The Seahawks are not eliminated. They can win out and have like the commanders or somebody lose and they can sneak in, but um, kind of a broken record right now about the Seahawks. I think they're a young team. It, they defied expectations. We got to be happy with what we got. Um, good to see. I thought Kenneth Walker was, was running strong again. He looks healthy. That's great. Um, it's too bad. I think Abe, Abe Lucas went out. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they got Jacksonville this week, I believe. Um, which, you know, I think that's another good test. A very, a very, oh no, not Jacksonville. Sorry. The Jets. Um, and with Mike White, I think we can beat the Jets, especially it's a home game. Um, so we'll see. It'll be a good one, but that's, that's Hawk Talk. And that brings us to the skunk. And this is really, you know, a a very exciting game. Uh, Again, we've got the 12 seed Max Fosberg. Oh, my God. He had submarining for this this game all season long. He's finally here. And uh, the Chubby Chasers, 3 and 11. Um, He's got a picture of Brendan Fraser as the whale, as his team pitcher that's hilarious just notice that um neither of these teams have broke 100 in the last or in the last time that they met um in week 11 they met and shun won by one point 76 to 77 then they met again in week 15 when max scored 65 and chun scored 99 so very much uh worthy of the skunk both these teams here the projection has the chubby chasers at 111.7 oh my goth is 97.8 not even projected 100 points Oh, yeah, yeah. But let's take a look. Who is Max rolling out there? He's got Gardner Minshew, who he actually picked up and did not play last week. Um, so I don't I don't know why he didn't do that. But now he's, you know, better late than never. He's rolling out there with Gardner Minshew. He's sticking with his boy, uh, Deontay Foreman, who he was hoping was more of a bell cow uh out there in carolina but unfortunately is part of the committee um and so he's got deontay foreman again he he can if he gets in the end zone it's great but it's just such a gamble 
Um, he's got Michael Carter again, not really the volume guy, but really better than um, I think he did drop Deion Jackson. That wasn't it. That's the best running back he's got. He traded from Michael Carter. So yeah, you fucking live by the Michael Carter. You die by the Michael Carter. You traded for him. You play him. He did have five catches for 44 yards last week and that's 7.5 points. That's sad. That's your RB2. The, what are the projections on here? 11.2 for Foreman, 9.8 for Carter. Those are both pretty generous. Um, wait a minute. Something just... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Technical difficulty. Does he have Michael Carter? Yeah, he does. Okay, just making sure. Then he's got Terry McLaurin uh, out there as well. Um, like we've said, Terry McLaurin's the strongest guy, but it, it's Washington against Cleveland. Again, still not good. It's just sad looking at Max's lineup. I, I It's... So what we thought Matt's team was going to be from the jump, you know, I remember talking about Matt's team early on in the season and it just being really not very bleak. And that's the same vibes I'm getting here, but I do like the DJ Chark uh, move in, in wide receiver too. He's kind of the, the second option there in Detroit, which is great. Um, then he's got Mark Andrews who has totally let teams down uh, without Lamar. Mark Andrews is not the same type of player. Um, Baltimore has been a bit of a mess uh, this whole year. I think they really miss Hollywood Brown. Um, it's got Christian Watson, that another strong, I mean, wide receivers are, are, are vastly improved, I would think, but again, Max did have Devonte Adams to start the year. So improve over what I'm not sure, but Christian Watson in the flex. Then he's got Greenlaw, San Francisco, and the IDP. He's got Miami's defense against New England. I mean, yeah, New England's kind of a mess as well. And then the Eagles kicker. He's benching Adam Thielen. He's benching Adam Thielen. And he also has Higby on the bench too. Now, that's my only advice here. I mean, I would definitely bench Mark Andrews over Higby. Higby had a, has great rapport with Baker. The Rams are playing well. And Adam Thielen was your dude. I, but they're playing Green Bay. I could see Thielen. Get, I mean, Thielen or DJ Shark? Thielen or DJ Shark? I think I think Thielen's the better play there. But, hey, do you, Max? Do you? I love the Minshew move. Then let's look at Morgan. Is Morgan worried about this? I'm sure he is. But does he really need to be? Probably not. Kirk Cousins, ah, that's why I sit in Thielen. He doesn't want Kirk throwing him the ball. Kirk Cousins starting against Max in the skunk ball. Now, early back in week one, Max had drafted Kirk Cousins, named his team after Kirk Cousins, and dropped him after one week or maybe two weeks. It's way too early. Now, Chun, Kirk Cousins is back to stab Chun or to stab Max down into the skunk. Um, he's got Nick Chubb, who's been good all year. Pacheco has evolved uh, for KC. We've seen that progress throughout the year. Um, he was a guy I think a lot of, of these fantasy YouTubers are actually dropping and actually got right. Jamar Chase is back and healthy. He plays Buffalo on Monday night. Um, that'll be something to watch. Amari Cooper is his RB2 or his dub R2. Darren Waller's back from injury and, and starting to get some volume. They finally got his hamstring all healed up so he's looked good since his return aj dillon is taking over the job now um this is kind of what happened last year with the green bay back backfield 
Aaron Jones was like the head guy to, to, to start the season. And then AJ Dillon comes in. So that's exactly what's happening. AJ Dillon, the last four weeks has scored um, over 10 points, almost over 15 points each time. Um, so AJ Dillon, I think is, is the dude now, at least for the end of the season. I'm not sure how green Bay has that chemistry all worked out. Zaire Franklin at the IDP Tampa Bay against Carolina and then Greg the leg against Seattle. On Chun's bench, he did bench Deshaun Watson. Um, Kareem Hunt's benched. I think Chun's got the right lineup out here. I just don't see it would just really take a miracle or two for Max's team to score more than 100 points. And then he'd need a couple more miracles or another two miracles for, for the Chubby Chasers to score less than that. So, it, of course, anything is possible, but I got Chun to escape the skunk again, and I won't be rooting for him. We all want Chun to be the skunk. Yeah, Chun, we all want you to be the skunk. I'm speaking for every every listener. They call in. They they text me privately. It's like, oh, man, I wish Chun was the skunk. Uh, no, it's just, just me. I just want you to be the skunk. But um, that'll do. I'm picking Chun to, to, to beat Max. I think Max will be the skunk and uh I hopefully I'll be I'll be the champion, but we'll see what happens come Sunday, Monday. Once again, thank you all for listening all year long. We'll be back in the offseason with some NFL playoff hype, some NFL offseason hype. Um, and certainly we'll be reaching out to to you, perhaps, to be our next guest on Hey Football Head next year. Thank you so much. Set your lineups. Take care.